FisherCast, the Six Feet Under retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers, Moira, and Des. Yay! So, uh, no guest here today, but uh, we have a nice podcast where we can just chat amongst ourselves. But um, I, I, I had a good time last week recording. I've never talked to her before. Nor have I. She's yeah. really nice. Yeah. She I was like her. awesome. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So, uh, well, without further ado, I don't even know what week this is by now, but we recorded early because of uh, my my commitments to going to see going to New York Comic Con. But by the time this actually gets put on the Internet, it's probably past New York Comic Con time. So I'll just say I had fun. <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our everybody's favorite segment, the Darwin Awards. So the Darwin Awards is the section where I commemorate individuals in history who protect our gene pool by making the ultimate sacrifice of their own lives. So this takes place in Zambia, and uh, it reads, A solo fishing expedition near Livingstone in Zambia. Not that you know where Livingstone is, but it's near there. Um, it turned into a tragedy when 28-year-old Harris Simwaba was choked to death by a live fish, which accidentally slid and lodged itself in his throat. Um, so Simwaba hooked the fish, um, and then apparently he he put it in his mouth and tried to bite it to death. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't dead enough already? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess he caught it, and, you know, it flips around and stuff. It was still flipping around. He apparently stuck it in his mouth and tried to bite it to death. But the fish got back. It did what fish do. It swam. (laughs) And it swam down his throat. So Simwaba, in a panic, tried to hook the fish out with a stick, but ended up pushing it further down his throat instead. So the people going, uh, the villagers who went to their fields on Sunday morning uh, found his body sprawled on the ground, with a stick dangling from his mouth. Uh, and the fish ca- actually came out when one of the fi- villagers pulled the stick out of Simwaba's mouth. So. Wow. Yeah. Worst angler ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So uh, that's it for the Darwin Awards. Let's hear from our friends at Potential Cast. In every generation, there is a podcast where one alone has watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer before. The three others must stand against the spoilers, the synopses, and the forces of DVD commentary tracks. This is Potential Cast. This is Stephanie. This is Kim. I'm Gabby. I'm Illyrio. I see sort of myself in Cordelia. I really like that line for some reason. The show does that a lot, and I really like it. I love Kyle's explanation about Buffy's a slayer. Don't tell anyone. That's all the information you need. We do have a lot of feedback. Whether you're brand new to Buffy or you're a seasoned rewatcher, come find us at PotentialCast.com. Yay! That was fun. Potential Cast. (laughs) Okay, maybe somebody one of these days we'll get a redemption cast promo. I don't know, but uh, 
we're here at the open casket viewing and i think it's moira's turn to take over the podcast okie dokie so season two episode five the invisible woman Hmm. ruth takes a singular interest in the death of a single woman with no friends or relatives Brenda, in search of a literary muse, turns to one of her massage clients, a prostitute named Melissa. David's promising relationship with Ben Cooper, a public defender, is thrown for a loop when Keith arrives for comfort, albeit briefly. Claire is disgusted with her friend Parker for getting another girl to take her SATs and is intrigued when Gary admits there's a sexual tension between them. And Nate's relationship with Brenda takes an unexpected turn. Written by Bruce Eric Kaplan and directed by Jeremy Podeswa. 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 Uh, I just want to apologize for being very opinionated this episode. um, (laughs) In in advance? In advance? Yes. So this is um, like something unusual? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe more than usual, although, yes, I am usually very opinionated. This is feisty already. (laughs) <laughs> well, some folks uh, like our differing uh, uh, points of view, and and that's always that's always good to encourage. So, Des, Cylon on, uh, <laughs> turn your glowy red light that goes back and forth on. <laughs> All right. So, uh, in the first scene, we have Emily Previn eating a TV dinner. And she swallows a little bit of meat wrong. She struggles a bit and collapses in her kitchen. And she's discovered days later, covered by the ants that were probably fleeing from Lisa's house. Uh, I think they said it was like a week. Oh. Yeah, it was seven Ugh. days. That's, it yeah. would smell so bad. Oh. I, I was going to make the crack about the ants and Lisa, but... Uh, <laughs> you, Robin. And didn't she, she... She looked old. I looked at her at the beginning. I thought, oh, she must be like, I don't know, 53, 54. And then mm. she's 47. Yeah. Mm. That's awful. And that actress, I've seen her in other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't be the guy who always does the research here. But, okay, here's the problem. I don't want to get spoiled, so I try not to. Oh, that's true. Never mind. You know what I mean? If I don't know their name. All right, how about this? How about I just, instead of guilt tripping you, I just guilt trip trip the listeners. There you go. There are some passionate fans of TV shows that send in, I don't know, Perhaps some facts from down under that um, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe could could send in. I know I know I got in her case during the first season for making uh, every fact connect to Buffy in some way. But you know she could just meet me halfway and maybe send send us a little fact. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and, and send it in big type because you know you don't you don't need to just spoil Illyrio. Okay, so that was a messy minute. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's our a new, new segment. segment on the show, the Missy Minutes. <laughs> that's our new segment <laughs> on the Twitter. On Missy Minute <laughs> on the Twitter. <laughs> on the Twitter. <laughs> I love Missy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, you too. Uh, all right, so Nate is uh, secretly taking his anti-seizure pills in the bathroom. He comes out, and Brenda announces that she's going to start writing a book, a fictional book. And Nate uh-huh. is a bit proud of her ambition. Is looking forward to be uh, secretly written into her story. Now, okay, first of all, I was thinking along the same lines as Nate that she was going to write something, uh, uh, Charlotte Speaks, you know, kind yeah. of thing, um, which I thought might be therapeutic for her. But um, I really kind of feel bad for Brenda. She is obviously very lost, um, not taking care of her brother anymore. She's mm. kind of adrift. She needs something to do. 
Yeah, and it was interesting. I don't think a book is the thing to do, though. Yeah, and they said, oh, at one point she thought about participating in an art gallery, then this has become the book. But I thought her line to uh, to Nate when he asked if he might be in it, and she said, well, you might be in it if you ever do anything interesting. <laughs> I thought, oh, how cutting was that? That was like old Brenda. That was like, we hate yeah. you, Brenda, again. Mm-hmm. And then a little tidbit about um, writing while standing up when she said that... Uh, who was it? She said, oh, uh, Hemingway, Hemingway, right? That is true. Oh, nice. Really? That is a true factoid about him. And so, you know who else wrote or, or worked standing up a lot other than me because I chart standing up? Uh, Thomas Jefferson, Winston Churchill, and even Donald Rumsfeld, not that we care about him. But the other two guys are kind of cool. There's my tidbit. There's my factoids, Robin, okay? Awesome. There you go. Who needs Missy? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, Missy. Um, I'd also like to say another shout out to another listener, uh, Brad. I know you're listening. You guessed it on a couple episodes, uh, an episode a couple of weeks ago. And I just have to say, please stop coming on and offline. You're disturbing the podcast. <laughs> I see you're on. What? Who I've does this? Is he, is he doing that? He's just yes. constantly going on and offline. And every single time you're going to hear on the podcast, hey, maybe it's Morse code. Maybe he's trying yeah. to signal to us. Thanks for the feedback, Brad. Uh, <laughs> do you hear that on your end? Because I have the sounds turned off when people yeah. come on and offline. I know. I need to start. I need to turn this yeah. off. Yeah. Make a note. <laughs> Take it a note. All right. So Parker is showing Claire her hot or not teacher list. She's not worried about the SATs like Claire. And Gary pops by to tell Claire he'll see her later. And Parker likes his ass. Yeah, it's, it's, not oh. it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, you know, there's a whole there's a whole website like for college professors. Um, rate my professor. Really? Yes, wow. and you can go on there and well, most of it is like you just <laughs> they're just. Sorry, I was about to laugh and go. Yeah, we have ratemd.com, but that's slightly different. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, most of it's like they talk about the class. How it's like you rate it on how easy the class is, how yeah. um, how uh, much you know if it's you learned uh, well stuff like that and you can make comments about it but there's also you can give them little i think it's a little yeah chili peppers like for hotness uh, (laughs) yeah seriously oh (laughs) wow see i don't think the ratemd.com has a like a fuckability quotient on it thank god can i just say i seriously doubt there's one of these sites out there for guidance counselors um (laughs) just find out Hmm. Well, All right, he's not so, hideous. Gary's not hideous. No, he's cute. No, he's he's kind of cute. So, uh, next scene, David is discussing Emily's pre-need with Nate. Um, yeah, apparently she had this all set up for herself, including the fact that an organist needs to play a song from Dreamgirls. And, and he gives her an opportunity to sing. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Uh, did, did either of you recognize that song? Yeah, we got Dream Girls. It's because Dream it's been all over, like American Idol and um, what's that other uh, one with America's Got Talent and everything. And every eleven-year-old girl sings it now. Oh wow! Have you not seen that? Like, I don't watch those shows. On, uh, no, I don't. I don't I, yeah, I, I usually don't. But there are. So always... I honestly, I honestly did not recognize it because I really didn't know it. But whatever. I saw the movie like years ago, and I wasn't that impressed. I was like, "Oh, it looks like Eddie Murphy's acting again," and that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. I just know the song from all those singing competition shows. Yeah. Um, so Brenda types away on her Mac, but <laughs> keeps deleting. Yes. 
And yes, then, I noticed that she has this nice little MacBook, but mm-hmm. in the um, um, at the um, uh, the Fishers um down in the uh, was it like, what whatever the room is, the embalming room, mm-hmm. they have a computer and it's like this old big ass monitor, <laughs> and it looks like it's you know so much older than her computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm yeah, sure that's that Nathaniel's old computer. Mm-hmm. Probably. They Nathaniel update. was not an Apple guy, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, the computer starts taunting her. <laughs> Isn't that kind of, that's sad. Mm. Like the Meaning, those are obviously her innermost thoughts, of course. Yeah. And I thought, oh, God, Brenda, really? That's how you see yourself. It's no, sad. It, it, it was it was a ghost. That's what it was. <laughs> I was going to say, is a this, ghost, this the ghost in ghost? the machine? Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's an album. <laughs> anyway, yes, by the police. Uh huh. God, uh, we're good, aren't we? <laughs> oh, it's. Uh, it just that reminds me. I was talking to uh, Kevin Batchelder for like trading pro promos, and we're going to hear a couple of. Uh, we've heard a couple of. Well, one of them, and we're going to hear another one later of Kevin's shows uh, uh, promoted on this show, and he's going to play. Um, the Fisher cast promo on, on tuning into sci-fi a couple times. And, and I said, well, we're not exactly a sci-fi genre show, but we've got ghosts. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's some, pretty damn cool. yeah. <laughs> some of them. Uh, all right. So Claire and uh, Gary talk and he's glad she's taking care of herself. And she thinks, or he thinks that she's scared of people seeing her. Yeah. Pock marks and all. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't notice any, Claire, but anyway. <laughs> uh, Ruth uh, reassures David he'll live in a palace. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Stop already, Ruth. Just, you yeah. know, the plan. Just, I'm, I'm whining. Please stop. How much longer does this go on? God, I hope this is the last. Or maybe, you know, we're almost at the tail end of the plan. Maybe one more episode, God love her, and then be done with the damn plan. Please. Maybe Nikolai will tell her the plan is bullshit, you know? Oh, yeah. He seems to be, you know, level-headed with that kind of stuff. I know. And Nikolai's absent yet again from this episode. Mm -hmm. I'm missing my Nikolai. I am, too. Well, little you guys know, uh, Ruth's going to date an architect. (laughs) And she's going to go right into the uh, housing stuff again. Hey, Brad's online again. again. (laughs) Hey, Brad. Uh, I just noticed that. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> he's playing. He's playing. Uh, oh, he's doing a message in Morse code. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. Um. So David has a coffee date. Um. Oh and- my God, Adam Scott. <laughs> hey, skipping ahead. But go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I love him. I love Adam Scott. I, awesome. I'm a big fan of Adam Scott from. He's a cutie. Party Down and Parks and Recreation. Yes, I love him on Parks and Recreation. Very cool. And I just watched a movie recently with him in it called The Vicious Kind, and he played a real bastard. It was awesome. Oh, wow. Oh, I think I've heard of that. Uh, I know he's in Piranha. <laughs> Piranha really? 3D. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, back in the uh, Fisher's kitchen, uh, Nate can't find people to attend Emily's Wake. Ruth decides to get a glass of wine. <laughs> Claire asks Nate if he's okay, you know, right in front of David. Uh, and that was a little weird, right? <laughs> I'm sure Nate was like, oh, oh. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, hush, hush, ixnay on the okay or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Claire identifies with Emily because Emily could live the life she wanted without other people hassling her. And Ruth doesn't like that idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we get our coffee date with Ben, who's a Yay. public defender. Cute. Love, love Adam Scott. And of so course, cute. David is, uh got his defenses up after uh, the, I think, Brad the firefighter. So, <laughs> yes, who yeah. totally shot him down. <laughs> yeah. So he's all ready to be shot down again, but Ben asks him for another date. Well, he lies about what he does and yeah. says he's in textiles, whatever the heck that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, I produce shrouds. I mean, really, I don't know what that means. In the next scene, uh, Des tunes out as Taylor's having trouble with Keith's bedtime <laughs> policy. Yep. <laughs> Keith. Keith is stern with her, but then he promises her to ease up. Oh on wait, her. wait, back up. The Go segue ahead. to Keith. I, I can't remember now what was said exactly. David says something, and then they segue to Keith. And whenever the the segue is, it's hilarious. It's something. Oh, I, I didn't take a note oh. of that, but uh, darn, yeah, I, I can't remember what it was now. But it was funny. Hey, listeners out there, you can pay attention for us. Yeah. <laughs> Do our jobs. Do our jobs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So after he tells Eddie, he feels just like his dad. Eddie mm-hmm. wants some action, but he gets turned down. Whatever. Mm. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> not that I don't care. It's more Eddie. You're not even listening to him, and you're not even relating to his right. issues. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Cylon. I have no opinion on this matter. Moving on. <laughs> Ruth has a daydream about being in a completely empty house, and she discovers herself sleeping on the sun sun porch, and she screams at herself to get up. And then she does. <laughs> what the hell does that dream mean? Poor Ruth. I think she's worried about becoming, being all Emily. alone. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Man, poor Ruth is right. In the next scene, Brenda's still struggling with writer's block, so she calls Melissa the prostitute and invites her to Yay! lunch. Yay! I love just, Melissa. Can we, and can we make a note? It's stretchy, Brenda. Do you see how flexible that girl is? Oh, yeah. You know? Did you notice? Oh, I noticed. Wow. I was looking at her just like, you know, holding on to the bottom of her foot and pulling up by her little head there and thinking, oh, yeah. wow, that's really handy. Stre- I'm calling her stretchy Brenda now. <laughs> well, did we not <laughs> notice the uh, the sex position that Billy walked in on? That yeah. we- <laughs> I think we're going to need another drawing uh, for this scene where Brenda is yes. becoming a pretzel. Um, Get on that, Missy. So uh, Emily, Missy's like, God damn it, writing down notes. I gotta do this too? This episode is to you, Missy. Yeah. We're doing this episode just for you. Missy, it's all about better. you. Missy, the visible woman. Yes. better to Missy. Emily Previn stinks. Uh, Rico tells Nate what he'll need to do to prepare her and... Uh, was okay, to... the grossest part is when he, you know you see her distended abdomen, and he says, "Oh, and I poke a hole in her." You know, this horrible fumes are going to come out. And I'm just, mm-hmm. oh, you guys, so gross. You never smelled oh, this smell, smell right? The, no. Yeah. Well, the I've smelled this smell, and let me tell you, it is not a smell you forget. <laughs> and then, then he's talking about skin slippage. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, disgusting. Just... But that's what happens when a body lays there for seven days and ants crawl all over it mm-hmm. and start snacking on it. And snacking. <laughs> Little ant snacks, delectable ant tidbits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's their balanced diet. 
Um, yeah, so Nate uh, is is wondering why Emily was all alone. Wonders if she was a bit of an asshole. Uh, Rico says he can tell how people were by just looking at them. And he says that Emmy, Emily was an all right person. I thought that was actually kind of neat. Yeah. I don't know how he could tell that. Just... I don't know. Maybe he's an empath on some level. I don't well, know. he's probably talking to her ghost. We just don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> as far as we know, Rico does not see ghosts. It's a Fisher family thing. <laughs> um, so Claire is disgusted when she sees a very smart looking girl show up to take Parker's SATs. As am I. Yeah. That's, this, that oh. bitch, Parker. I'm sorry. Sitting there opposite Claire, kind of not quite making fun of her when Claire was being stressed about the SATs, but kind of. Well, completely and, dismissing her concerns. Yeah, yeah. And, and pretending later that she had no idea she was going to have a ringer go in there and take the test, which is absolute bullshit because, of course, she fucking knew. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I just thought, you see, I told you that that Parker was no good and a jerk. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it just it pisses me off, too, because, you know, I mean, she... She goes, this girl goes around, oh, this girl pisses me off more than Parker. This girl goes around taking tests. No, 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 no. You know what pisses me off even more is the parents. These yes. are the, the helicopter parents that don't want their kid to actually right. achieve anything for themselves. And so they just hand them everything. Oh, she got kids into Yale and, you know, Harvard or wherever the heck it was. They, yeah, taking oh. away spots for people who actually earn well, it. Actually these, kids, it. <laughs> these kids may not have, you know, got a high enough score to get into these colleges. They're taking up a spot in a very competitive uh, college mm-hmm. where you know someone who actually deserves it can't get in that really pisses it's me just off. wrong well yes. i mean when we when we continue talking about it i mean she you, you mentioned she does say she does feign uh surprise do you think she do you think well we we know that parker probably knew that she had well, a I ringer yeah. i think she but knew. did but dirty. did like do you think her mother set it up like she says and that she's uh, blameless or do you think she actually set it up herself? I wouldn't be surprised if her mother did set it up because, I... you know, her parents seem like the type. But yeah. she wouldn't yeah. be blameless in, either. In she any case. allowed it to happen. Yeah, because she could still have said no. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I think she knew and I think her mother probably paid for it because that part I think is realistic. Yeah. But yeah, no, Parker knew. She's just full of shit. <laughs> Rich kids. Ugh. Yeah. So uh, we go to lunch with Melissa. And- oh, I, <laughs> I like Melissa. She is awesome. I want her to be my friend. <laughs> well, Brenda confesses uh, some of her problems with Nate and that he is less present with her. Maybe he knows if he were really present, I might leave him. Okay, that part was, well, a couple comments one i do think melissa's really cool however i'm not naive enough not to think melissa doesn't have her own deep-seated issues because i'm sure she does but but um when brenda makes that sort of double speak psycho babble i'm like what are you talking about you mean if he were really in tune with you it would terrify you so you take off so he's holding back that's what you mean i think that that i think he hit the nail on the head yeah <sighs> brenda 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 <laughs> Which, I, but again, I sort of get it because of her tarnished, crazy background. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying I don't get it, but I just it makes me sad. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready to stop making excuses for Brenda yet? Uh, I'm not making not excuses quite. for her. I like her. <laughs> okay. That's, that's not. I mean, liking her doesn't mean I'm making excuses for her. I like her 
even with her flaws. I think she's genuine. I think Des hit it. They have another nail on the head that she's genuinely adrift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that's fake. I don't think that's an affectation. I think she is is lost. And- she, yeah, she has a lot of issues stemming from her upbringing and her life now. And there are lots and lots of issues and baggage. And, you know, sometimes she's trying to get through that. Sometimes she's not. Mm-hmm. But she's more trying than not, I think. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're not hating on her. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll be hating on her later. I don't know, but right now we're not. Well, if you notice, just like, just like, and it's, and I can't, and and I'm not even going to say spoilers at all. There, things, her behavior in the past, um, it's very polarizing to people. You know, some people mm-hmm. just Brenda yeah. just rubs them the wrong way. And, it's like when she was in the bar last, was it last episode mm, or two ago, whatever, two and and ago. and yeah, flirting with the guy and yeah. And she pissed me off because in the end, she could have just been honest with Nate. She could have just said, yeah, like I was flirting with me and he gave me his card and I'm not interested. But no, she has to go and make a bullshit story about him being an old high school guy who had a nose job. Like mm-hmm. it's when she does stuff like that, that I have much less sympathy for her. Mm. Yeah. So. So yeah. I, go, ahead, mm, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Because it's so ahead. conniving and it's dishonest. And So I like how. Yeah. She's <laughs> doing it sometimes just because she can. You know but what what's I mean? the point of that, Des? How did, where does that get you in in your relationship with your supposed love of your life? Like, how no, is that healthy? It but you know what I mean? She's kind of fucked up. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> she does fucked up things. And I'm, I'm just sometimes I, I think maybe she's just doing it just because she can. Sometimes like Parker. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. But I'm just saying I don't, I don't like that very much. Very smart. Very unhappy with their life. You know, doing things just because it for the amusement right exactly but that's why i used to accuse her of at the beginning i used to say she's just you know she's playing with nate and it's amusing to her and that's that i really dislike that in people i just it's not it's not kind it's selfish it's not kind yeah there that's my diatribe (laughs) (laughs) cool Uh, so so no that's I love it. Uh, so <laughs> Melissa, the prostitute, uh, it's interesting that you say that she's uh, maybe covering up some things, some inner problem, because she seems like she's got it together. She's very. Um, but I don't buy it because she hasn't had a relationship in five years. Yeah. And no, 10 so, years. Just 10 years. Wow. Sorry, 10 she years. And I, well, that's she big and I red. have been single the same amount of time. <laughs> there you go. Red flag, Des. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to start turning tricks now. No, wait, that probably won't work either. Uh, but yeah, no, people didn't want me for free, so they're not going to want to pay money for it either. So yeah, no good there. <laughs> <laughs> That's FisherCast1 at gmail.com. <laughs> Tez is taking orders. <laughs> I am, I am. <laughs> uh, do you want to get a pager? the emergence of the pagers in this episode i thought was very quaint very lovely wait who had a pager Mm. melissa really i didn't even notice that was a pager i thought it was like it beeped and everything Mm -hmm. a beeper sorry a beeper so (laughs) let's move on um yeah melissa melissa likes that brenda isn't very judgmental of her some girls just want to kind of pump her for information (laughs) so and then she goes all right i'll give you three questions but i did like i did like melissa's bit about how she uh, assesses her johns by looking in their eyes yeah well it's working so far i don't think that works 
I don't think it does either. I just think it's interesting that that's what she's claiming. Yeah. Julia Roberts didn't kiss anybody either. So. <laughs> Julia Roberts was. I'm sorry. That was unbelievable casting. So. Big uh, mistake. Big mistake. Anyway. <laughs> Ruth wants to go with Nate to pick something out for Emily to wear. Um, let's see. The next scene, Brenda. I thought I, that I just, was a great idea because, um, really, Nate's not going to be able to pick out something <laughs> right, you know, the right thing. And no. of yeah. course, he would not have thought about jewelry or, you know, probably shoes. Right, shoes <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, he's a so, guy. He's not thinking right. about accessorizing. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah and Ruth idea. will give it a nice woman's touch and be, you know, kind. Right. It looks like, by the scatter shot of my uh, notes, it seems as if we're going to be cutting in between different scenes. So, um, the next thing I have written down is Brenda is entranced with how Melissa lives her life. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I meant by that, but I don't know if you guys have notes, but I can continue. Just keep going. Emily's house, uh, Ruth is looking at Emily's crossword puzzle. Then we uh, cut over to Keith with talking to his partners, bitching about how, how shitty Eddie is. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he sees a domestic battle break out in the street between two junkies. The guy pulls a gun, and, and after a bit of a standoff, Keith shoots him in the heart. And, you know, I had to look at that twice because my first instinct was, okay, that was Keith who shot. But then I was questioning it because I was trying to figure out the camera angles to see if it was really yeah. Keith or his partner. <laughs> so I went back and looked at it again. And I could tell by the stunned look on Keith's face it had to have been him. But it was kind of interesting. Right. It, was a little bit, it was a little bit ambiguous about who actually did the shooting. I agree because I didn't realize it was Keith at first either. But mm-hmm. then you could tell by how upset he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess That's, I'll wait till we get to the part where... Mm, yeah yep ruth struggles with picking out the right clothes she looks through her jewelry (laughs) um pulls out some earrings grabs pairs of her shoes stares in her fridge and wonders if emily wanted to talk to someone what would she do then Hmm. so um next scene keith is in shock as they cart the body away who keeps crackers in their fridge Nobody. 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 And Uh and, um, Nate even makes mention of that too later in the episode. Yeah, he does. It's odd. Odd. I guess they don't go moldy. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So I don't know where the best date is Club Ramrod or Cafe Margot, but uh, Ben seems to think that he can make a play for David outside there. David backs away. And then he he fesses up, tells Ben he's a funeral director, Aww. and he wants to take things slow. That's and so then, cute. Can we just make out? Really? Yeah, Please, us. can we just make out? We Sometimes forgot one little, you just one need little, to make out. Yeah, we forgot one little bit, though, because when uh, Nate's on the phone with the sister and he can't get the, the priest to come and do the service, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry, sister. And I thought, once again, <laughs> Nate being supremely professional in his capacity. He's terrible right? on the phone. Gosh, he's really got to work on his phone manners. Des, can you give him <laughs> some tips? Because you've been a secretary. You must have really great phone manners. <laughs> I actually do. I have to fake it big time. 
I have well, to you do when you're I, a secretary, yeah. Yes, I have to pretend I care what you're talking about. Right. I have to pretend I'm happy to talk to you. I have to <laughs> pretend I don't want to say, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm actually very good at faking it. So. Okay, then I think you need to have a chat with Nate because he really needs some help in that area. Yes. <laughs> Somebody's pretending that they're not getting instant messages. But we're, we can move on. Um, so <laughs> Parker shows up at the Fisher home. Yeah, Claire's pissed off at her and yay uh, claire rightly so yes claire kicks her out not before parker says she flirted with gary for 45 minutes now, once again parker so freaking asshole you know what you're just saying that to try to freak claire out because you know that's her guidance counselor which makes you an even shittier friend than i already thought you were because you're not really a friend anyway you're just a fake pseudo friend yeah i'm on and a parker you know- rant Today. It was yeah. It's, it's stupid because you know what? I'm pretty sure that Claire did not even think of Gary in that type of way at not all at until all. Parker started this crap up mm-hmm, about his boons. Yeah, right, right. Well, that's crap. Uh, in the next scene, I, I get very excited about the new show coming to oh ABC. <laughs> Fish and Coop. Fish and Coop. I wrote that down too. I thought that was hilarious. I like that his name is Benjamin Cooper. Way better than Ben Cooper, like it was in my little intro. Benjamin sounds so much better. (laughs) Well, maybe because it was my first boyfriend's name. It's my cat's name. What? Yeah, I have a tiger and I have a Benny. It's my shower. I was like grade three. (laughs) Benjamin. Anyway. Keith shows up and tells <laughs> David about the shooting. David asks him if he wants to pray. Keith, Keith however, wants to get down. <laughs> Keith, okay, Keith feels bad about this shooting. Um, I On another show I watched, somebody had... And he says, you know, why didn't I shoot him in the leg? Okay, heat of the moment, I can understand. And also, they're trained to shoot them in the trunk, by the way. Right. Definitely. And I can, I can understand that, you know, heat of the moment, this guy's bringing a gun to you, you know, pointing a gun at you, you, you're going to react without really Mm -hmm. thinking, should I shoot him in the leg? You know, okay, no problem. I feel that shooting is justified. Really, I do. But I was, there was another show I was watching and the police officer, she was going, okay, she had a gun on the guy and the guy was going to kill this girl and, um... So, the girl was a um, Wendigo. So, she eats people. <laughs> what, yeah. The girl was a what? A, a Wendigo? What's yes. a Wendigo? <laughs> oh, okay. She eats people, basically. What? Um, okay, but she was a girl. She was, you know, a child and everything. Okay, and so, the guy was going to kill the girl. Right. Okay. Because okay. she's a friggin' Wendigo that eats people. Well, okay. the police officer didn't want him to kill the girl because she was going to try and help the girl. And so she shot him and killed him. And she felt justified that that was, you know, a justified shooting. Yeah, no. <laughs> she could have, she had plenty of time. She didn't have to, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, don't move. She's standing there holding the gun on him. He takes a step. She shoots him. She could have shot him in the leg. <laughs> you know what how I mean? Are we br- how are we bringing this back to six feet under, though? Because the fact that he, um, what's his face? Uh, Keith actually felt His name's like- Keith. I know you ignore him all the yeah. time. But- <laughs> Now, I, when when your Wendigo story comes into play, oh, now we're all about. The 
she she thought that she should have killed shot and killed him. Mm-hmm. Keith felt like he should not have killed the guy when he shot him. But you know, and okay. I appreciate that. I think that that is a very um very realistic. You yeah, know, it's a, I think it's a completely normal reaction because even though police officers are trained and they know on some level that this may happen in their career, if you talk to most cops, I have patients who are cops, okay, and most of them have not even had to to draw a gun on somebody. It's it's a rare thing. Have they had any experience with Wendigos? <laughs> in Kingston? <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> well, we know that many mountain beasts live in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyhow, Next we scene. feel for Keith. That's about. <laughs> yes, I did. I did feel bad for him, and you know, I did not blame him at all for killing the guy because in that situation, Just there was seconds. very little time, and he did what he needed to do to protect himself and his partner. And the guy is a junkie on drugs, and he could easily, because he's a junkie and has no uh, no rational thought, you know, he could have easily shot Keith at that point. So of course he had to do it. I think it was completely justified. And I I think we might have some feedback that disagrees with me, but I, that's why I wanted to get this out there and say that, you know, I, I'm, I was okay with it. Yeah, me too. All right. So, uh, well, me, I, I, you can't expect, uh, I mean, I know on cop shows you would, okay, shoot him in the arm, you know, disarm him, you know, Something like that. You can't expect every run-of-the-mill police officer to be a marksman. You need them to – and it's times like that, they have to fall back in the training that they have, and it's usually double shot. And, and the they chest. are people too. And you know what? It's scary to have a gun pointed at you. Yeah. Yes. So they're human, and they're just – you know, they're fearful too. So you got to cut them some slack. No matter if that junkie bitch yeah. uh, was mad or not, she, he saved her life. And wasn't it classic? Right. It was so classic. Like, oh, what the fuck did you – or whatever she said to him afterward. I don't know what she said. But I just yeah. thought, oh, yeah, of course you're going to – say that you little shrew yeah she's like yeah. Oh, why did you shoot him you didn't have to shoot him or something i don't know asshole yep so uh, junkies the, are dumb <laughs> in the next scene uh rico is a little crazed uh because he had to stay late and he but the big thing is he couldn't restore emily yeah. and he apologizes but it's, it's gonna have to be a closed casket with emily that's one point where i actually think because we've been kind of pissed off with Rico, yeah. all of us. But in that scene, I thought, okay, Rico fundamentally really does have pride in his work. And that was genuine. I think he really felt yeah. badly for her. So for a moment there, I was feeling a little bit of, you know, Rico. Oh, here he goes complaining not, not again. Love, yeah. But Rico like at least. No. That's about all. I'm not loving him though. <laughs> he pri- He prioritized. He put the job before his family. It's his fault. <laughs> David Sorry. wakes up uh, the next morning to a phone call from Mick Signals Keith, and <laughs> great, <laughs> who immediately says they shouldn't see each other anymore. I, I, every episode, Keith, I just dislike <laughs> him more, except for the whole shooting thing. I dislike him so much. But when he when he pulls that on on David, I'm pissed with him now, does because. Okay, yeah. Keith, you're the one that instigated the kissing. You're the one yeah. that that reached out for this human contact in your time of need, which. To me, is actually a little weird and twisted, but whatever. I get it a bit, whatever. And then you turn around the next day, and you're full of this sort of a little bit holier-than-thou shit going, I'm in a relationship. Okay, and you knew that last night, too, idiot. Right. So well, I think plus, he's been dissatisfied with Eddie this, exactly. this entire time. And, and so, yeah. you know, yeah, so you, you it's go... It's as if... Sorry, go let ahead. Me just, let me just... I'm sorry. Uh, he, I, I feel like he was... Um, 
he's been in all this time just like saying, oh, Eddie's doing this, Eddie's doing that. And I think he's starting to get drawn in by David and he needs to find the perfect excuse to, to sleep with him. And then, you know, this happens, crisis time, and then he's like, screw it, nothing matters anymore, I just killed somebody. Uh, well, might as well have sex with the, the ex-boyfriend. Yeah, and then yes. I think to turn around on David and just give him this yeah. relatively abrupt, cold goodbye is really a jerky thing to do. He's like, like, so goodbye. Uh, <sighs> I know, okay. I, was, okay. I was pissed with him. Okay, I can understand you were in this situation and you feel like, you know, you're you're going back to the ex and, you know, you need this contact, whatever. Okay, that's understandable completely. But the past several episodes, he has been leading David on mm-hmm. and, you know, drag, you know, uh, leading him around by the nose, um, you know, asking him to do all these things. And of course, David is doing all these things for him because he still, you know, cares about him so much. And he's hoping that Keith will get back together with him. Right. And Keith has got to see that. that just just know, like Nate has to see that Lisa still loves him. It's the same thing, right? right he can't right. pretend and he then, doesn't see it. Right. And then he sleeps with him. Yeah. Probably you know, knowing that David has these feelings for him still, and then he does this to him the next day, and just like I don't you know, totally, be, yeah, I don't totally begrudge to sleep with him. I mean, I think it's right. stupid, wrong, and it's cheating. I get all that, and it's not right, right. but what? And that's bad enough. But I really was pissed with with literally. He gets home. He, he hightails. He doesn't have the guts to do it to his face. Right. right. You know, it just really made me disappointed in Keith. Yeah. And I was the only Keith advocate here. So, you know, Keith, you're, okay, first Rico is screwing things up for us, and now it's Keith. <laughs> okay. Keith is dumb. All right. Go All ahead, right, so Mr. The next scene, uh, Brenda finishes her shiatsu <laughs> on Melissa, <laughs> and they oh find out God. that uh, yes. Melissa's watcher canceled. I want to be a watcher. <laughs> I was no, like, call Giles, call Giles. Watcher, baby, this is a different kind of watcher. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I would totally be a watcher. And then when Melissa says, okay, like you've been involved in a threesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Brenda has. No, I didn't <laughs> She's like, uh, yeah. Not yeah. so much. <laughs> uh, the next scene, Claire is throwing a ton of stuff off of Gary's desk and uh, <laughs> calls him out on Parker and Gary's worried because she gets involved in OPP. Uh, that means other people's problems. Yes, way. thank you. I remember um, the song. Yeah. Uh, it's time, and he says it's time to talk about the sexual tension that they okay. have between them. <laughs> Put on the brakes, damn it. Put on the brakes. <laughs> you are totally misreading Claire because you know what, sweet pea? She was not interested in you at all. She really? didn't even think of you that way. Now, no. okay. I remember, I think, when Gary was first on the show and Steph was guesting, and we were talking about how we were a little concerned because, you know, on TV, when and when you have daughters, you. you we were talking about on the show, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. How, you know, oh, oh, inappropriateness, you know, with the yeah. the, the male and the, the teenage girl. And then I really decided, okay, Gary is all right. No problems. Yeah. Wrong. Gary is wrong. Very, very <laughs> wrong. Gary, you <laughs> suck. You are dumb, Gary. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Seriously? He's flattering oh. himself. 
Yes, I don't know where he got sexual tension from because um, there was none in the watching, room. Yeah, watching those conversations, she was a scared teenage girl who was talking to a trusted mm-hmm. counselor. She Correct. was not in any way putting off any kind of sexual vibes. So Gary was just sitting there sweating her then. Yeah, yeah. apparently the little and reading too much into her pervert. openness. Absolutely, pervert. she's a child, you pervert. <laughs> So, uh, next scene, Ben is wondering where David is. Hmm. And David's not picking up the phone. Poor Ben. Yes, I like Ben. Yeah, because Ben is sweet. Yes. And And he's been uh, really cute without glasses. (laughs) The next scene, Brenda sits and watch Melissa blow some dude. Oh my god, uh, best (laughs) scene ever. I want to (laughs) I want to get paid. What was the guy saying? Oh, yeah, put your tongue around it. (laughs) Whatever. I don't know what he was saying. Des, I'm going to say it right now. No spoilers, but you're going to love what happens in the next episode. Oh, now I want to watch right after we go offline. (laughs) Oh, if you thought that was good. uh, Anyway. uh, I liked her little outfit, too. Cute undies. Yeah, she's all made up and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't Uh, mean her. I meant Melissa. Melissa's undies were cute. And yes, Brenda looked rather fetching. Yes. Yeah. When Brenda gets home, she she seems pretty elated. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Because I I wasn't completely sure whether she was just thinking this guy was a piece of dirt or not. I think she was probably going, oh, my God, that was crazy. Oh, my God, that was hilarious. That was funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it would be. I don't think she was turned on by the guy. She might have been turned on by Melissa. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe. the whole watching. Mm-hmm. The watching, yeah. Yes, which I can totally understand that. But yeah. yeah, I think she was more amused by the situation than anything else. So uh, the next scene, the organ player rocks some dream girls, and then so does Nate. <laughs> oh my god, Nate was a freaking rock star with the hair. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And yes, that was Peter Cross's uh, <coughs> singing. Yeah, you uh, could call it singing. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't great. David it sounded like, Mama, Peter, not so much. <laughs> you know now anything. <laughs> He's not a good singer. No. So uh, Ruth comes me. down and uh, says she's called Father Jack. And she goes into the embalming room and gets Rico. Then gets David, and it's too bad about his headache. And then, then Claire and tells her to get out of the ragamuffin clothes. Oh, and you know and, what? God love you, Ruth, for giving Emily some kind of a semblance of a funeral. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe Emily didn't want to be around people. Maybe she didn't like people. Well, she did have a list of friends, though. In that's her, true. I almost said yeah, her prenup. True. Sorry, it's not a prenup. <laughs> Pre-need. it's called. Pre-need, yeah. Um... And Nate chuckles with Claire about Ruth, and uh, David asks Rico why the casket isn't open. And hey, I did the best I could. I didn't see you down there helping. Father Jack tells a sermon and says that everyone comes into our life for a reason, and it's our duty to learn what they teach us. I like that line. Mm-hmm. And there we there we have them all sitting uh, near each other in the folding chairs uh, in. In the room, and uh, if you look at our website, fishercast.blogspot.com, my banner has a promotional picture that was taken during that scene. So uh, I spoiled season two in on our website from day one. Now I have to bastard. Be- yeah, we have a website. <laughs> he, is. he is a bastard. 
Uh, and since it was called Fisher Cast, I cut Rico out of that picture. Yeah, so. Good. Uh, <laughs> he deserves to be cut out. So, <laughs> oh, I see. Nate tells Claire he still doesn't know who Emily Previn was, and Rico tells David he has to get back to work, unlike some people. I know. Wine, wine, wine. Yeah. David wishes he was just allowed to have a headache. Oh, well, that's Jack. an excuse. Father Jack thanks David for coming into his life, and he learned a lot from David. And what? He might someday yeah. say why. Da, 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 da. Gee, I can guess. Yeah. Ruth calls her children together. She knows they think the plan is ridiculous, but asks them to have intimacy with her. <laughs> she just wants to have oh intimacy with her children. You know, okay, Ruth just, oh my God, she's 50 something years old, and she has no idea how to just be with people. In a mm-hmm. in a quiet sort of way, she doesn't have a clue. She also doesn't know how to <sighs> ask what she needs for in an appropriate way. Intimacy no. is not the word to use. It sounds <sighs> like you want to have sex with your children. No, that's not what intimacy means. It, no, but it, it sounds like it obviously it, is played a little thing bit I funny. Think of, but yes. it's just forced, right? That's the point. It's just yeah. it's so forced and fake, which is what Nate points out to her. This is not how you go yeah. about it. Ugh. Poor Ruthie. And she says, make sure it happens before I turn into Emily Previn. Yeah. I know. I do have, I do have sympathy for Ruth because I don't, I I don't dislike her and I think she's still trying to sort herself out, but oh, come on, Ruth, get rid, throw the book away. Okay. Yes. I think she's worrying a little too much about things that have not even happened and won't happen because she has this family there and I don't see them just abandoning her. No, I don't think they don't. They don't love her. I agree with you, Des. I don't think they don't love her. I think they find her a bit of an enigma sometimes, but they don't dislike her. They're not going to panic. She's just panicking for no reason. Yeah, for no reason. I mean, David bit her head off in the last episode of this very next episode. I mean, I don't know if you want to call it a continuity gaffe or whatever, but I would like to call it like something uh, on David's character and his relationship with his mother that he is right back in the kitchen talking with her the very next no, day. No, but that's what families yeah. do because you can have yeah. a you can have a tiff and then you understand that, but underneath it all, you love each other. Yeah, right. don't you think? Yeah, so it. there you go. Mm. There you go. Um, so in the next scene, Nate asks Brenda if they have intimacy, and she immediately mocks him. Yes. And That's old Brenda. As well she should. No, I'm just kidding. No. She notices she's a bit jumpy, <laughs> and she proposes to him. Oh, my God. This Okay, I did not see that coming. No, I didn't either. And I don't After think she's Brenda talking to, to Melissa about, you know, how he's kind of emotionally distant and all this crap. And I'm like, What? Like, Brenda, are you doing this out of panic? Are you doing this because you, you think that this is your one chance at happiness? Like, I just, I don't feel mm, comfortable and calm about this proposal. I feel like it's uh, the next um, big project she's got, you know. The book, not, <laughs> the book didn't go, the book didn't work, you know. And now everything so, was a bust. Right, so I'll so work on getting like, married. Yeah, exactly. That's, I hadn't even thought of that. That's feel. hilarious. It, oh you know, God! It's another in a lot. The school didn't pan out, oh, so gosh. why not get married? <clears throat> but and, it did. Uh, but do, do we, you feel that way too, Robin? I mean, I know you know what sorry. we don't know, but do you feel like, given what she was saying earlier in the episode, doesn't it seem really odd? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is not very, very odd. And, Phew. Uh, um. Yeah. So anyway, I, <laughs> I just want to say that. 
we shouldn't totally focus on Brenda in this scene because she does say to him, even as, as uh, cold as she's being, she says she doesn't know what she'd do if she lost him. And before accepting that ring, perhaps Nate might have told her something? Yeah, no, he said he wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then in so, the final so yeah, it's just to recap, because oh, this is the one person he hasn't told, right? Mm. Well, well, he hasn't mom. told mom either, but... Told mom. Yeah. but yeah, that would have been your option. He hasn't your told moment. Rico. <laughs> right, but no so one should tell not really anything. <laughs> He'll just, you know, throw it back at you and complain. Hey, well, no wine. No bitch. <laughs> How is this my problem? <laughs> yeah. I have to get home to my baby. I get home my baby. You're keeping me from my baby. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that Robin or Rico? But I'm bummed. Anyway. <laughs> And in the final depressing scene, Ruth makes tea and looks over her children's pictures and cries. Hey, but didn't you think oh that was God, really this. pictures of the cast when they were little? They they, they looked were. like they I totally were. That you was know, so cool. They started doing that, you know, back around then, where they would actually take pictures of the actors when they were children, and they would like mm-hmm. Photoshop them if they needed to. But I really, really like that. When they do that, instead of just using some stock photo, yeah, me too. Yeah. But I, I like that because you can tell. Oh, it's definitely that person when yeah. they were a child. Yeah, you could yeah. tell it was little Nate and little David. Yes. Yeah, and some of those yeah. pictures, I I took pictures of with my iPod in my six feet under book and posted them in the Facebook group. You did? look through pictures. Yeah, how did I miss that? Ages yeah, ago. I do the, mm. miss that. Hmm. Yeah. All right, you should give so, us a heads up when you do these things. <laughs> I do. I post it in the FisherCast group, and I expect that people are reading it. Yeah, that's... Nope. <laughs> uh, so, um, I look every day. Especially know, me too. In fact, you were posting uh, between our episodes, you little bugger, today. Don't think I didn't notice that. What was that? You posted while, we were, while you were supposedly off talking to your wife. <laughs> you were posting. Wait, yeah. wait, I wasn't talking to my wife. I was talking to, to my other wife, Colk. I know. Oh, this, you did I answer. Told you anyway. Yeah. Oh well, that's because. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm not way. finding these pictures anywhere. All right, oh. so uh, <laughs> that's it for our open casket viewing. Let's get on to. Oh, we're going to take a little break and listen to a promo from our friends here. There at uh, tuning into Sci-Fi TV. Cool. So, ghost infected Frank. He passed it on to the other guys, and I got it from his corpse. Right. Hello, Echo. How are you feeling? Did I fall asleep? For a little while. Previously on Heroes. You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, Matt? I'm not an aggressive person, but... Oh, man, there's just way too much on all these channels. But only in-game. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this one! In your dreams, Nutloaf! Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get... I get visions. Walter, what are you doing? What you learn? I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? With its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television. How did you get into my house? Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brand each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning into Sci-Fi TV at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. No, seriously. 
How did you get into my house? And next we have, uh, thank you for that break, that promo. And we appreciate you playing our promo, uh, uh, Kevin, if you're listening. Um, and even if you're next, not, we still thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, our next segment is Fisher Week, in which we award the Fisher family member who's our favorite this week. And we tell why. So, eeny, meeny, miny, does. Okay. <laughs> First, I just want to say that nowhere in the group are there pictures of these people when they were children. Okay, great. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, wait. I found it. It's in an album. Okay. Yeah, I created well, an album. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, anyways. Anyway. What, what are we doing? This is the Fisher of the Week segment. <laughs> Pay attention, uh, Des. Okay, Fisher. You know, Missy would be on the ball right now. Fisher of <laughs> but the Week. But you, terrible. Def- <laughs> Missy. Uh, Missy on the Twitter. Um, okay, so not Ruth, because even though she did nice things for Emily, she was absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculously the plan this week and okay. crazy. Um <sighs> not David because he was just Keith's toy. Um, <laughs> not Nate because he needed to come clean and he didn't. Uh, so I guess it's got to be Claire because she won't take no cheater friends. <laughs> so, Excellent. yeah, it could have. I mean, I would have picked no one, but <laughs> I, Melissa, can I pick her? No, Damn. we like her. She's not a, unless unless uh, unless Nate or David or or Claire marries her. Uh, you can't, you can't, <laughs> or, or we find out that she's somehow a, a Fisher member and uh, a family member. So anyway, more. Wow, this is eerie how we're agreeing lately, Des. <laughs> I know, right? It's kind of freaking me out. I am picking Claire as well because she. Uh, told Parker where to stick it, which I really enjoyed. And she's figuring out who the heck she is and what she wants. She's thinking for herself. So I'm like, yeah, you go, girl. Way to go, Claire. And yes, Ruth was annoying me, and none of the rest of them were terribly outstanding this week. And I don't know, the whole David and uh, David, sorry, Nate and Brenda engagement scene, as I said, I, I, I don't know if it totally rings true. So I wasn't going in that direction. So yeah, it's Claire. Okay, well, I'm going to say Ruth. Uh, I give it to Ruth because I see this episode and the last episode is almost like a two-part episode for Ruth. We see uh, how she's really trying to work through things using the plan and trying to figure out a way to talk to her children. And then in this episode, um, she uh, discovers that uh, you know she may end up alone by herself she's pushing people away with this rather than helping mm. and i don't know if she's exactly thrown the handbook out yet for the plan but uh she sure finally decided to just kind of in her own awkward way uh, <laughs> tell her children what she she would like from them and um I, I think uh, I think this is a great episode for Ruth. I really enjoyed watching her. I'm glad you I'm glad you didn't pick Claire because really I was out of scotch. <laughs> I would have had nothing to drink. So uh, okay, so let's uh, quickly get through last rites and oh wait, listener eulogies we have actually. Sorry, go ahead. Let's let's get into listener eulogies. Alrighty. Um. Wait, so. Wait, 
What's that? We have one, I think. We have one. You want to read it? Sure. Okay, from good old Brad Couples. We love you, Brad. <laughs> okay, episode two by five, The Invisible Woman. I must say it fast. The morning sun soon approaches, and I am not yet secured in my bedchamber. Egads. Mm. <laughs> so Brad. Anyway. I see him in a cap and a candle. I don't know. <laughs> yes. 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 Scrooge, right? Yeah. Okay. And this, friends, is why we have tasers now, to avoid unnecessarily <laughs> killing humans, not to subdue miscreant teenagers, dementia-prone elderly, or peaceful protesters that annoy jackbooted thug cops on a power trip. <laughs> I think somebody had to get something out of his chest this week. I, it's bad, yeah. Okay. Rico complains. Well, there's a stunner. He yeah. remains employed. Surely, with his oh-so-legendary skills and go-getter attitude, Croner would be willing to take him back, right? <laughs> then, he, then he can get home to his awful family <laughs> at a reasonable hour. <laughs> All right. Buffy Season 3 crossover continues. There's a new watcher in town. <laughs> she arrives overly enthused to be watching, but once performing her duties, it gets awkward. Zinger. <laughs> Thank you, Brad, for, uh, yes, definitely. I wanted to bring up Buffy season three when we first talked about the watcher thing, but I knew Brad was going to talk about it. So. As usual, Buffy season three crosses over with six feet under. I love it. Yep. I love Wesley. I do too. Okay. All right. Um, some people think he's a stupid head. That well. would be a person who lives in Montreal, Canada, and he does not speak for all of Canadians, okay? <laughs> some on. people don't know him as well as I do, okay? Who, Wesley or Illyrio? <laughs> Wesley. Oh. oh, gotcha. I don't think he's a stupid head. Anyway. Anyway, let's get back. Let's get on to the last right. Okay. That's our final thoughts on the episode and the ratings. All right. Go ahead, Moira. I enjoyed this episode more so than the last one, if for no other reason than the introduction of Benjamin Cooper, who I think is a cutie and a hottie. And I would like <laughs> to see more of him because, as I said, Kith, Keith, Kith, whatever his name is, he kind of pissed mm. me off. Mm. So I've been your advocate, Keith, up till now. But you know what? I don't think you were very nice today, but so there. Um, and what else? I hope Ruth just... As you said, Robin throws away her stupid plan because it's not working for her at all. Mm -hmm. So overall, I ate it, ate it, I rated this episode eight out of ten. <laughs> Delta Phi Delta frat rings. <laughs> I was going to say, if you ate it the uh, episode, I was going to ask how it tasted. <laughs> Nabby. It tasted like no, she's actually Cockney. She hated the episode. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Des. Okay. Um, Since you I, said cock. <laughs> cock. Um, I actually liked this episode. Um, I liked the Claire stuff. I liked the... Um, Hmm. What was I trying to think of? Oh, Benjamin Cooper. Love him. Um, I also liked, uh, oh, Melissa. Love it. Plus, there was voyeurism in it. So that got extra points for me. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it eight out of ten refrigerator crackers. <laughs> Again, I must say, Des, just wait. Just wait till next episode. Now. I think I'm honest to God going to watch this right after we go off here. Uh, uh, you got to tweet me, Moira. Okay. Okay. Deal. <laughs> All right. 
So uh, I'm going to say quickly, this starts off as a 9 out of 10 for the Emily Previn Ruth stuff, but it loses a point for no ghosties and no good Nate plot. No extra point for Nathaniel. Uh, <laughs> it gains a point for Adam Scott, but then immediately loses it because David does it with Keith again uh, and potentially screws that whole thing up. Um, it loses a point for awkward Gary Deitman stuff, but then gains it back again for t- Claire telling Parker to F off. So, so confused. Yeah. That leaves What's me with score. <laughs> the math score? is eight out of 10 gay detective shows. <laughs> uh, fish and coop. Fish and coop. Fish and coop. I would Coming watch that. is called ABC. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, they might have renamed it to Person of Interest. I don't know. <laughs> um, so let's get on and bury this uh, uh, mother out. Um, mother? You can't bring yourself to say it? Can it be I a just, bastard? Can we bury a bastard for a while? We've been burying a bastard. Let's like, bury a bastard. Yeah. Let's bury a bastard. bastard. It's Keith Rico. We're burying one of them, that's for sure. They're always after your lucky charms. Des. <laughs> They're magically delicious. Uh, visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com. Leave a voicemail at 1541-2-in-balm. You're going to say Facebook. the actual number? No. Okay. 541-236-2256. Hope you're writing that down. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Or you could email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com. Do not forget the one or God knows where the email will go. Um, give us your feedback about any future episodes. Please put the um, title of the episode in the subject line. Um, and what else? And you could leave comments on Facebook, too. We're good with that. Yes, excellent. Um, Des, uh, where can we find you on the web? Ooh, um, <clears throat> what's on with Stefan Dez, Nonsense Cast, Fatal Attraction, Lost Girl Podcast, and Bitch, Please. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was fast. But you'll hear all her plugs on FisherCast. Okay. <laughs> you better be plugging us on the other ones. I don't know. Okay. You can play the promo on each one of them, too. I haven't listened I, to this week's Nonsense Cast, so I don't know. I, do on what's on with Stefan Des and um, Mike talks about uh, it on <laughs> nonsense cast all the time. Because oh, he talks about Robin. Does he talk about me? No, no, he doesn't. And I will well, he's constantly uh, entranced by how I somehow have Des under control. But people actually listening to the show, I, I, I would probably agree that I, I really don't have Des under control at all. Well, you know what the secret is? Don't hmm. tell Mike. It's called um, sex. <laughs> Wow. Robin gives me what I need. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's not Robin. I thought uh, that was me, Des. Oh. That was our little secret, Moira. Damn it. Whiskey kisses. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, Ever since uh, we shared a bed in Montreal. <laughs> There's no uh, strange things going on here, listeners, <laughs> even though it seems to be implied. We're not even it's in funny the same implications. Uh, <laughs> the same country, some of us. That's right. You can find me on Twitter uh, <laughs> at El Robinero and on the Redemption Cast, the Angel Intro Cast. So you can find Moira turning off the computer after this is recording and sitting in a machine that makes her feel like she's being hugged. <laughs> And also on Twitter, at Moira Brown, with an E. Yes, M-E-O-I-R-A. What? 
No. You're not there. E. I just put it wherever I want every week. You can't. That's it for Fisher Kiss this week. <laughs> Next week, your homework is In Place of Anger. Mm-hmm. As for the Invisible Woman, uh, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. dust. Just just dust. nobody's going to join me anymore. I, I join you every time. That Desiree oh, person. Dust to great. dust. <sighs> Cylon. I'm, I'm an hour behind, okay? That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Now I have baby brain. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.